Hi, it's Mark Raven here. This is episode 312 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post I published on March 1st, 2021, titled Being Logical and Kind When a Mistake is Made. In this post, I'm going to share some reflections from one of my different workplaces that I'm involved in, um, some things that occurred last week. I'm going to be a little bit vague here, so forgive me for that. It feels right to be maybe less specific about all the details in this case, or at least that's the cautious, maybe the respectful thing to do for the people involved. Now, when wearing one of these different hats that I wear um, with one of the organizations I work with, something went wrong. It wasn't something I did, or I would own up to that in specific ways, as I tend to do. But the mistake affected me and the work I was doing. So when a preventable process problem occurs, the engineer in me finds it relatively easy to be logical and think through what happened instead of who messed up. I mean, a few deep calming breaths help as well. The first step after this thing went wrong was containment. Before investigation and discussion and root cause analysis could be done, the immediate and proverbial fire had to be put out. The customer needed to be made right in the short term and we had to get back on track and we did. Some colleagues started investigating what happened while I finished the immediate work. Now, earlier that morning, I was talking with a future podcast guest for My Favorite Mistake, that podcast series. Um, quick aside, I'll invite you to check that podcast out. You can find it in the podcast app that you're listening to now, or you can go to myfavoritemistakepodcast.com. But anyway, uh, I was talking to a future guest, and this guest is a leadership coach, and she works with many Silicon Valley startup founders, CEOs, and venture capitalists. In Silicon Valley, they talk about fail fast, fail often. Now, this leadership coach said people talk about the idea of fail fast, fail often, but they, they often struggle as individuals when mistakes are made. People blame themselves and beat themselves up. This can be hard to handle on a personal level, and she tries to help people get through that. Now, I was bragging a bit about this organization, one of them that I work with, and how the and this is true in other organizations I'm involved in, but the culture there is one that doesn't blame individuals for systemic problems. This organization and their leaders ask what happened instead of who messed up when something goes wrong. Um, that's, you know, it's true of these organizations I work with, and that's part of my affinity for them. Now, when this error occurred, in this instance, it was a chance for me to practice what I preach. It was a time to not jump to conclusions. You know, was this, we didn't know, was this a process problem or was it a technology problem? Was it due to somebody's inadvertent action or was it a glitch or a bug? Again, it was, it was a time to be logical and calm. But then I'm reminded of my friend Karen Ross and her really contagious spirit of being kind, sharing kindness and acting kindly. She founded the Love and Kindness Project Foundation, and she really is an incredibly kind person. As she says, she works at it every day. Now, when somebody makes an inadvertent error, chances are they already feel bad enough. As a leader or as a colleague, it's not good to pile on. It's good not to yell. Yelling doesn't help. I mean, that reaction likely doesn't prevent future errors. I've seen enough yelling in workplaces to know it doesn't help. Being kind might require more effort or attention, but it's worth it. 
After I'd shared a version of this story, a shorter version originally on LinkedIn, um, Karen Ross, I tagged her. She saw it. She liked it. She tweeted uh, something. She said, um, today, you know, uh, here's a speak kindly, as she calls them. People make mistakes all the time. When they make one, they feel bad. Be kind and remind them you know they didn't do it on purpose. Your little kind words will really make a difference. And so you know, I, I share that tweet. And again, I was thinking of Karen because I felt like in the moment that she was standing on my shoulder, reminding me to be kind. I was worried that I would in the moment get emotional and say the wrong thing or say something the wrong way. This was an opportunity for me um, to coach myself uh, in real time as, as that was happening. I did my best to go out of my way to be kind then, not just logical. My role and intent was not to blame, but I think being kind requires a little bit more than not blaming. The person I was talking to um, after the fact, um, live via Zoom, had created a few holes in their process leading to the mistake. They expressed sincere regret as they understood now in hindsight how they had created the risk for this problem to occur. They said, not surprisingly, in a very apologetic way, I feel really bad about it. My reply was something like, it's okay. I, I know it was inadvertent. It's okay. Now, some might think, but doesn't that just give permission for them to make future mistakes? I mean, well, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, again, for one, they feel bad already. Two, they don't want to make the same error again. I think the best outcome, going back to being an engineer, is working together to change the process so the error cannot occur again. That's what prevents future errors. Not yelling, not feeling bad. I think it's that combination of logic and kindness that makes the difference. So again, thinking back to the situation, there, there was no real harm. The process problem caused a little confusion for some and inconvenience for others, but we got back on track. And the thing that we were doing ended up being a success. This wasn't like a healthcare problem where somebody might die. It would be more of a challenge to remain calm and kind in that kind of scenario. And, and look, I'm not perfect, but I think I handled the situation well. Uh, my focus was on these two things. One, make sure we figured out what happened. We did. And put preventative countermeasures in place. And we have. And then two, make sure the person who was involved in the error would be okay and um, you know, not be upset about it all weekend. I think we can care for the process and care for the person. I think that's possible. I tried to do both. And again, I'm not perfect, but I've been very intentional about learning to try to tamp down the blame reflex, to think and breathe before I jump to conclusions and to speak. So if you want to read this blog post, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 312. I've also linked there to some previous blog posts about learning not to blame or, again, trying to, as Karen Ross puts it, working at it every single day. I hope you'll work at it, too, along with the things that I'm sure you're working on to better yourself. So as always, thanks for listening.